I got to oh. ask this question. Are you a okay. snake handler? No. <laughs> no. Dang, I was hoping you was. <laughs> I was going to go to church with you. <laughs> I no. was going to check that out. <laughs> no, we don't do none of that. Well, dang. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Coon Hunting Confidentials on the Houndstooth Podcasting Network, where we explore anything and everything coon hunting and listen to coon hunting stories from across the nation that include cryptids, the paranormal, the unexplained, and a whole hell of crazy. I'm Daniel Felker, your host. Join me and my buddies, Dustin Faulkner and Ryan James, as we explore into the confidential side of coon hunting. Warning, some material may not be suitable for children. Yo, what's going on, everybody? I want to welcome y'all to another episode of Coon Hunting Confidentials on the Houndstooth Podcasting Network. And before we get started, I'm going to just apologize that this episode's coming out a day late. But we got Ryan and Dustin both in the hizzle. Yeah, yeah. There's Dustin. There's Ryan. Cootie coo. And while we at it, today is Ryan's birthday. Thank so, you, thank you. Happy birthday. I wish I had a dog on. That'd work. Some kind of sound. That's what your birthday is. I guess so. It'll be like, nope, nope. It's got to be that one. I don't mean as much after you've grown. How old uh, are you now? 32. Two? God almighty, dude. 32. That makes me feel old as... A mud. That makes me feel really old because <laughs> you was like what? 12, you was younger than thirty two when we started hunting together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it. It's like that's bad. Yeah, I ain't even. I don't even want to do the math now because it's just from poor old fellow. twelve thirteen to thirty two. Poor old fellow. Time's flown by, dude. That it has. It gets quicker every year. Yeah, a lifetime. <laughs> so. I mean, I, I don't want to mention nothing about this. I might, I sound a little, I I, I am down, like. So I kind of been staying with my grandfather Saturday and Sunday night. And um, as of Monday, he is still living. He's 90 years old, and he's still living as of Monday, May the 15th. And I don't know how or why, but he's still hanging on, and he's still able to hold conversations, but. His kidneys hadn't worked in about a week now. So, anyway, that's kind of – we're trying to uh, perk up the spirits, I guess you could say. And, Ryan, what y'all – did you go do anything special? I just – Over I just, the weekend? I went, out, I went and seen some Florida sunshine. I brought a cur puppy home. You brought a bloodhound puppy home last time. Yeah, I brought a camera girl home this time, did you? <laughs> what color is it? What color you think he is? Him yeller. Yeller. <laughs> What's your name? Old yeller? No, his name's Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Lieutenant Dan. I like I is that how you a, call him in the yard? Yeah, I call him Dan. You call, or Lieutenant do you, Dan. Do you call him like that? Kind of. Like, sometimes a, I do, sometimes I don't. I had a bloodhound English mix that was named Lieutenant Dan. Well, it is named Lieutenant Dan. It's still alive, but it worthless as tits on a boar hog. Damn. 
Yeah, he's gonna be my uh my meat dog. Track dog. Track dog, meat dog, hog dog, boat dog. Whatever dog. He's gonna be a roadie. A working dog, a roadie. He's he gonna be your roadie. Yeah. We're gonna go on spiritual well, journeys together. I looked at Apple. I didn't see any new Apple reviews, so I don't guess there's no reason to we don't gotta do a whole lot of Apple reviewing this time. No. But uh let's see. I did go coon hunting the other night, Tuesday night after work. And um I don't know, I think Echo worked a track for about fifteen minutes. It wasn't no good track and she kinda it get she finally I think it, it was in a hole. I think they ended in a hole or cause they, they kinda took it over to that cut over off on some private land. They got into it's like a two year old cut over. I think that coon went up into some a push up, up in that, some brush. Probably got some babies in there. Like, I'll tell y'all where I was at afterwards. I just didn't want to put that out there on here and have to bleep something out. Cause I won't. We was on some fella's property. No, uh, it's a place I, I normally hunt this time of year. He was at Rose Hill. <laughs> Illegally. <laughs> Down at a damn duck pond. So what's been going on with you in the dog world, Dustin? Nothing. We didn't talk about them puppies last time, did we? Or lack of? No, I don't know. I think we recorded you. I was think we did. She didn't have no milk. She what? But she did um, end up. She put on milk, but then she just dried up. I think. I think her either flea, flea and tick medicine or the worm stuff caused her to boredom, which is sad. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. I really wanted one. I, I was my, looking forward to one myself. I had my heart set on it, but I do got a bloodhound that I laid some blood tra- tracks for. I let two of them lay overnight, lay over 10 hours. Mm-hmm. She did the dang on thing on them. Did the thing, huh? Yeah. That's exciting. That is exciting. That's pretty cool. Because she's young, ain't she? Yeah, she ain't like five months old. That's what I thought. I thought she was pretty young. How many has she done done now? Three, four? Four. She blowed through the first two. They were just a little, probably 60 yard, 70 yard, something like that. Straight line tracks? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's tight squeeze doing? About to have a fit to get turned loose and run something? Yeah. He'd probably run about anything at this point. Hell, he was running about anything at the other point. No, nah, I had him thinned out. About the last probably six, seven times I turned him oh, loose, okay. he would just. He, wasn't taking he might have ran a beaver in, in Mississippi, but beaver don't run that far, so it didn't much matter. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> they bay up more than yeah. anything. I'm glad this song guy didn't hook a deer in Mississippi. He'd probably hook one right now. I don't know. He might not. He might. I've been expecting doggone smoke. He, um, uh, crap. See, he went in, he come in behind Echo where she had looked up on a tree two or three times, kind of where I used to have a, a feeder before yeah. I, I moved it about two years ago, about 150 yards up the creek, if that. But. She was kind of in that area, and she was wanting. She kept locating, locating, and she finally went on. And doggone smoke came in behind her, and just sat down and started just chopping. Just, arp, arp. I mean, he was. So he did that for about five minutes, because I was. I finally, after about about three or four, about three minutes or so, I doggone. I was starting to walk that way, 
and then I was walking slow because I was like, Echo done went on. I was like, this Joker's going to figure out to check this sucker in a minute and go on. And I, I should have went on in there a little bit quicker than what I did because he actually stayed longer than what I thought. I could have made it to him. But then he eventually went on and went with her where she was going, and they was both over there in that push-up, near that push-up, when I drove around to them. I do need to go one night if I had somewhere to go. Uh, I had all intentions on going this past weekend after work because it really didn't feel that bad outside and until um, all that stuff started going on with my granddad. That kind of – I ain't going to say it messed up my plans, but it was – it was kind of unexpected. I was, you know, I thought I was going to get some coon hunting in before we recorded again. Yeah, I need to go run to squeeze. I need to get to run Keisha, too. She's well worth keeping in shape. They in shape now. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, I don't got know. mine on automatic feeders, but. <laughs> I, don't, I don't got <laughs> mine. They're automatic feeders there, but they get food put Keisha in. Keisha ready right now. I've been feeding them We're some eggs, too. In they shape s- with the conditions. On them, on them chains, they in shape. They just sitting there and running well, around I'm in a circle. Keisha don't do much running. She's lazy. <laughs> not, but the squeeze is a be, damn different store. Uh, dang, she used to not be lazy on that. Cause she'd knock that dog on water bucket over every day. That's aggravating. She ain't bad now. That is aggravating. So what more. you got now, five, six dogs? Something like that. It's just another scoop at the bag, bro. <laughs> no, I'm just, I was just trying to keep up with them. I didn't lost count. I know. We got one for every occasion. Let's see. Purdy. You still got the red dog? The English dog? That's I got five dogs. Clayton. Six dogs. I got six dogs. Clayton fooling with that English dog? Yeah, Clayton's it? fooling with the English dog. He took her some the other night. I think he took her to the river the other night. Uh, I'm about to work on my boat some this week. I hope to be doing some rivering for us over with. We keep talking about it. We still ain't done it. We've been talking about it. We recorded with Alan Bridges over a year, almost a year ago, and we talked about that. And I, we still ain't done it. Went out hunting. You know I can hear that. We're going to hear that clicking, right? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> My Adder is kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> Your Adder? My ADD. That's just Ad. And it's getting warm up in this mofo. It is. But I guess since I had somebody send me a you message. You can edit that shit out so it don't sound so dumb. We'll say f- right there so you go back. Right. <laughs> He's got one. He's got to go back to. All right. So <laughs> I did. I have somebody send me a text yesterday or the day before, whenever it was, wanted to know how the parasite cleanse went. <laughs> I was going to I've ask been, you the same I've been thing. curious myself. Okay. So here's how the parasite cleansing went. Keep in mind that I do have a hard time swallowing capsules, so I was having to bust these pills open. Because he's a sissy <laughs> damn girl. I don't know. I, I don't know why, dude. My my other granddaddy, he was right there at the end. He had a hard <laughs> time. fix. Suckerfix. Yeah. His damn suckerfix. I do got that clip. I got that clip saved from when we was recording. I was telling y'all about it the time before, and I was like, I got to save this just so I can put it in there. But – here is where I will interject the clip of the us talking about the esophagus. This <laughs> damn esophagus. <laughs> so years ago, we went. We uh, there's this lady used to babysit me in Whitmire 
But this one, we went and got a boxer from her. And um, she lives going to a Whitmire. And she kept saying, talking about her throat, and she kept saying her esophagus. <laughs> Something last night about my sucker <laughs> And George was like, What? And I was like, How can you not forget that? And I was like, It was all I could do not to die laughing. Oh, I, she's like, I wouldn't have been able to hold it in. <laughs> <laughs> my sucker She said it like four or five times, man. I died. I'm about to say, I would First not have been around. able to handle that one. All right, back to the parasite cleanse. I do have a hard time swallowing pills. I did swallow two of them, and then I felt like that second one was about to get lodged in my throat, and so I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I just bust these open. should have just done like a suppository. So, no, nah, I wasn't doing that. And so <laughs> it's the opposite way. It's got to go from the – it needs to come from the top to the bottom. <laughs> so it can't go from the bottom to the top. Stand on your head. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was busting these jokers open and and chugging them. And the I first was, two he snorted was rough. <laughs> 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 oh, God almighty. I, that would burn because I forgot what I was in that stuff. Like, the very first ingredient is, like, crushed black walnut hull. And, oh, God, I don't know what all, them herb, all that stuff is, but. It can't anyway, be good for it you. <laughs> it did taste. It was so, it was horrible. So, and then the diet, I couldn't, it, they suggested a raw fruits and vegetables diet for those 10 days on fruits and nuts and vegetables. The first day, I made it the whole day just about, and then I, I ate some, Georgia made some barbecued chicken and mashed potatoes and some green beans, and I tasted them potatoes, and I was like, you've never made potatoes that tasted this good before. <laughs> and that bar, So I ate a plate of that. Girl, you shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're killing me. So, Couldn't make the wife, man. I tried. I, I went about most of the day Tuesday. I did it off and on. By about the third day, I the fourth day I went from that Monday to Thursday and on the second day I had real mucousy bowel movements so those those parasites you know they do have a mucousy lining on them that sounds horrifying I did but it was just like normal you pooed normal <laughs> Long story short, just get you about a cc and a half of Ivermectin. By day, <laughs> by day four, if you want to lose thirty or forty, take four cc's. Consistent of what you want them to be, I reckon. But after that, I was like, you know what? I am not swallowing any more of this stuff. I will go buy Ivermectin, and I will dose myself. I got you. And that was all. I my know what not to do. On Last Wednesday, but see, my granddad was in, he went in the hospital Tuesday, and so Wednesday, I was down there, and I, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I ain't even thought nothing about going to Tractor Supply and getting no Ivermet. You ain't got to go that far, cuz. So, I'll treat you. I got a bottle like this big. Oh, foot. Well, you can spare a couple of CCs. Yeah. I, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to eject him. I'm Come on like, down, Ivermet <laughs> cannot be. Nowhere near. It can't be as bad. It ain't. Or worse. It could be as bad, but oh, I don't it, I don't think it could be worse. I mean if you than that. 
You got to dilute it, man. Give me three days with you. I'll show you worse. <laughs> I'm talking about he the taste. I'm talking about in my yeah, mouth. Is in my mouth, the taste. Oh. It can't be. That's what I'm talking about. Oh. Worse. It can't be worse. Have, you can't cut it with nothing because it doesn't matter what. That. You can mix the shit up. And by the time you can chase it, you see the eye of make at the end. <laughs> so so you might as well just, you just mix you a little shot and then, and then have you another good <laughs> chaser it. right there with it. How about just have squirt it out of like the syringe into my something. mouth? Best way to do it is just right in the muscle. <laughs> <laughs> Not under the skin? Nah, right in the muscle. Right, okay. I got you. Whew. Trust me. I don't. You don't? I'm out. <laughs> I shoot it, but I ain't taking no shot. I take uh -huh. it. I drank it, but I, I ain't taking it intramuscular. No, no, we ain't doing no interjecting or injecting, not interjecting, injecting. I ain't no freaking turkey. I don't need basting. <laughs> we ain't injecting. Anyway, y'all, let's talk about this episode that, oh, man, Ryan and I recorded it about a month ago. Dustin, was what that little stretch? I was still, I think I still had a cold in this one from when we had recorded with that, all, who, what all speaking of a cold, Appalachian intelligence. Anyway. Wait, do you hear how cold it gets where these people's at? <laughs> <laughs> you will get that once you hear this conversation. But Dustin was gone spring break. Dustin Plan was your gone trips wisely. <laughs> <laughs> me and me and Ryan, we recorded this conversation with a dude from Arkansas. He was a preacher, a Baptist minister, and. Uh, I'm not going to ruin anything. We're just going to get right on in, into this and let y'all listen to it. Y'all got anything y'all want to talk about real quick? Mm, bring an extra jacket. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about that afterwards because y'all just want to go ahead and let them get into this. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, are you in the market for a Garmin? A doggone thermal imaging monocular. Are you in the market for some haters? Get you one of them badass thermals and or a cone squaller. Hit him water with a cookie punch pal. A vest. The possibilities are endless. Exactly. All kind of stuff. But from the vest, the pouches, the all kind of stuff. You can get lights. You can even order your bright eyes lights from where? Havoc. Havoc Hunt Supply. Did we talk about them badass hats and shirts? We no, we have not. And them damn whatever kind of fancy hoodie that is you like. Yeah, I like the t-shirt hoodies. They got the t-shirt hoodies. The, the shooties. Hoodie. The shooties. hoodies. <laughs> Get yourself a shootie from Havoc <laughs> Supply. That's right. Hey, hit them up. Havoc Hunt Supply. Remember that promo code is Havoc10. That's H-A-V-O-C-10-1-0. Yay. How you want to start this, uh Let's talk about some coon dogs. Well, I've got uh, kind of gotten in a predicament with them here the last couple of days. I've, I love walker dogs. I've always loved walker dogs. I like the way they look, the way they hunt. I just 100% walker dog. And uh, everybody I hunt with around here all hunts black dogs, and uh, which is fine, but... Um, I had a I had a man give my son a, a, a black and tan puppy. He's out of Gold Rush, and so he kind of he kind of he, he went trader on us, you know. So we got we got that black and tan puppy, and then I've got a I've got a two year old Walker 
male that's coming along real good and um, a five-year-old walker female. And she She's okay. She's more of a pleasure dog. We're, we're going to try to put that that two-year-old in some in some competition hunts we're gonna try to hunt that st jude that um they call it they call it the uh the world's biggest or the world's largest coon hunt it's over in parsons tennessee that's next week we're gonna impressive try to... kate won it last year i think a plot dog yeah 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 we're gonna try to see if we can do a little bit of good with him he had been doing real good i mean like good you know like as good as you could ask a dog to do and it seemed like he went from it, it was like one night a, a he just flipped a switch went from doing great and it's about the time which i've heard people talk of the terrible twos you know and i've never really experienced it matter of fact it was a week he turned two years old it was like he he, he had amnesia i mean he started chasing armadillos then it was a possum then he's losing tracks then he just i mean one thing i it's just you know having a, a hard time but, He's kind of starting to turn it back around now and doing pretty good. We'll we'll see we'll see how he does. You gotta love the terrible two stage for real. <laughs> or you could just yeah. get you a plot and black and tan stuff like that. You know stuff to trick. Yeah, yeah. That's what <laughs> that's what this old old boy I hunt with told me. He was like, "Well, you got that black and tan, you'll be able to you'll be able to find some coons now." Yeah, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know, man. No, that, There've been some good. I've seen some good black and tans out there here here lately. They all seem to be going yeah. back to one line, though. The ones that I yeah. just happen to be looking at. Right. Yeah, this one I'm not real familiar with black and tan lines. This one, this one we got. <clears throat> he said is out of Gold Rush, which I don't know if I've ever heard of Gold Rush other than just talking to them. You know, I don't know much about them. I don't know nothing about they're, that dog. They're, 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 they're pretty though, you know. They're pretty looking dogs. What about them Walker dogs you got? What What are they? They go back to anything? Yeah, um, my my male that I have, he is houses lipper on. He goes back houses lipper on top, and then he he's a a uh, a stylish. He goes back to. Uh, I guess he goes back to a hammer dog. It was it stylish Harry's hammer or something like that. Right on bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then my female, I'm not real sure what she's out of. I had an old boy, <clears throat> Pretty sure uh, that's Mojo give me that dog from Missouri. He, he was a bear hunter, real big into bear hunt. And so, um, he, he gave me that dog. I don't got no papers on or anything, you know, but she, she's real pretty and done decent, but I have no idea what she is. I got you. I was, while you was talking, I was, uh, trying to look up to make sure i was correct but i'm pretty sure that hammer dog is uh mojo sire yeah 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 so uh and then that would that dog goes back that's uh actually um either a litter mate or a different litter to cutter pretty sure they, really? they may have been brothers i didn't know that yeah, that hammer dog. Yeah, yeah. They could both go back to uh, ball stylish hickory nut hair. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. I'd I'd heard that Mojo come out of hammer, but I didn't know. Yeah, um, that hammer dog. Let me look it up. Just make sure I'm correct on the bottom side. But I do know that that was from like a 
really, really, uh, um, the cross that was made that night heat, yeah, night heat Abby. That was his mama. And he was off of Hickory Nut Harry and Night Heat Abby. So, yeah. And she was second junior bred. So, that's a, you know. He's bred, dog's bred good. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good dog. He's got a lot of hunt in him, you know, and he's he's coming along real well. I I got him from an old boy out of uh, Clarksville, Tennessee, up above Nashville. And um, he had been hunting him, <clears throat> he had been hunting him, you know, a little bit and worked with him and wasn't having any luck with him and was, was planning on culling him, you know, just come, kind of get rid of him. I took him and I don't, I don't know why, maybe just, you know, swapping hands. Sometimes they'll, they'll do that, you know, won't hunt for one person, they will for somebody else. I took him out the first day I got him, kind of, we got a little bit laying behind the house and took him out in the daytime, just walked the woods with him. You know, he, <clears throat> he, he done decent i mean took off wanting to hunt you know he acted like he you know nose to the ground and all that and so uh we took him out that night and the first night he kind of stayed close not underneath my feet but he'd run out about 100 yards come check back in you know just like a puppy and that that second night i took him he acted like he'd been hunting all his life he cut off i mean threw dirt in my face off the off the leash took off and uh i think i traded a coon with him the first week i had him hunted him every night and he just got better and better and better and better so, and i'm i'm real happy with him i feel bad i told that boy that give him to me I, I post videos of him on facebook and all that you know he's kind of been checking on him and uh i told him i was like man i'll give you whatever you think he's worth you know because I, I feel bad just taking him he wouldn't hunt for him and just turned out he would for me you know but i guess that's how it goes sometimes you don't feel bad he wasn't gonna make it at his house he done made his mind up about it all right I'm right, the same right. way. If I make my mind up about one, they might as well get rid of it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, would you be over there in West Tennessee? I'm surprised you ain't got some of that wipeout blood in your kennel somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of it around here. That's Seems the home like. of it. You, how far yeah. are you from, at, uh, what is that, Adamsville? I'm, I'm, at, I'm sitting, well, I say I'm sitting in Adamsville. I just left Adamsville about 10 minutes ago. I'm sitting on the side of the road in Selmer, which is about 10 minutes from Adamsville. So, so yeah, they, they, them boys are right up the road, right up the road from Well, you might as well have you one of them. I need one. If I was one, a walker man, I'd they, have me one. Yeah, if they weren't so 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 high, we would have a couple of them. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I need to hook up with some people, some more guys that hunt walker dogs. Every, everybody I hunt with, over here hunts black and tan like i don't hunt with any i mean all of them they all hunt strictly black and tan do any of them have any black and tans that hunt like a walker maybe one there, there's I, I hunt with old boy that's got a he's got a he's got a female and uh she'll, she'll hunt she'll cut out hunt deep you know she does pretty well um but matter of fact, matter of fact, she's a she's an ex-bred anyway. I, I forgot about that. She, she's half Walker and half Black and Tan anyway. So she kind of got the, the the best of both worlds, so to speak. I guess. But no, there's some there's some pretty decent dogs. Y'all, so y'all y'all are in North Carolina, right? Or South, South Carolina? South Carolina. Do y'all do y'all do much bear hunting over there or no? No, but I I do want to go. 
I'm planning on we, it. We, we come out to, to South Carolina, I guess it was two or three years ago, and went on a bow hunt for black bear. Okay. And I saw I saw one. I couldn't get a shot on him. It was coming down through, like, down this pine ridge, you know, and, and uh, really didn't get close enough. He got in about, about 65 yards, and I was going to try to get a shot on him, but as soon as he got to 65, he turned and started walking away from me. But, uh, well, I want to shoot a bear. I'm talking about bad, real, real bad. I want to if I shoot one, one yeah, it's going to be under some dogs. Yeah, I want some dogs yeah, under yeah. or around him one. Right, right. Both. Right. But how'd you get into coon hunting? <clears throat> well, we, uh, I grew up hunting my whole life. We grew up in, in South Arkansas, right on, right on the Louisiana line. And, uh, my, my granddaddy was a real big, quail hunter he 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 raised and bred um irish setters and pointers and you know just real big in the bird dog and so we kind of grew up around that and uh grew up you know squirrel hunting mainly around there there's not many quail which now there ain't many quail anywhere but there wasn't many quail around south arkansas at that time but kind of grew up squirrel hunting and i had i had this old dog that we had gotten i don't even know where we got it from i mean it was a as much of a mutt as it could be. It was like quarter, quarter pit bull, quarter German shepherd, quarter chow, and then like, I don't know, one eighth squirrel dog or something like that. You know, just, just mixed dog. But that sucker would hunt. We, we carried him from the time he was a puppy. I mean, couldn't even walk, you know, couldn't even crawl over a, a tree. We'd carry him to the woods and, uh, he got where he would hunt squirrel. And uh, wouldn't bark. He wouldn't bark at all, you know. But he was he was real white, like solid white, and so you could you know pretty well keep an eye on him. He wouldn't get that deep. Anyway, he would hunt squirrel in the daytime and got where he would he would tree a coon at night. And so uh, that just really got me into it with him. And after we shot a few coons out underneath him, started looking around and got a. I had old boy give me a give me a. Uh, half black and tan and half walker dog and so that was my first actual coon dog i had and kind of kind of hit the ground running from there you know just just kept kept going with it fell in love with it and uh hadn't hadn't stopped yet got bit by the bug yeah yeah hey, do you competition hunt much or that's something you just gonna well get into? I, I yeah kind of just getting into i never have uh which i've always Everybody I've hunted around that has competition hunted, you just hear horror stories about it, how much, you know, they were cheated and they were this and they were that. And so I've always just pleasure hunted. And um, I went to my first, I went to my first competition this past, this, this past year and just a, just a little club hunt, you know, and uh, I'm, 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 I like it. It wasn't bad. I'm, I'm looking, you know, we'll, we'll Especially with this two-year-old I got, if he turns out like I think he will, I think we'll keep doing it. I've got a I've got a four-year-old son that um, is eat up with it. That's the one that just got the puppy give to him, you know. Yeah. And so, boy, he's all about one. That's why we're going to that St. Jude hunt. He's wanting to go over there and and, and see all that. So we're just now getting into it. Man, as far as like people getting cheated and stuff. There are certain times 
that somebody might get cheated. But most, but also, most of the time, it's either it people take being cheated for being taught uh, a lesson. Right, they don't there understand are, the rules all the way. Yes, exactly. So, long as you know them rules, and for either UKC or the Blue Book for PKC, and know them rules, you'll be all right. Right, and for me, we we we, I played like played ball all the way through, uh, through school, and then done you know like some like some jiu-jitsu tournaments and stuff like that when I was a little bit younger. So I love to compete, you know. And uh, to me, it's like, man, something else I could I could be competitive in, you know. Well, you're probably uh, that, that's what I get. I get. Yeah, yeah, sure. You feel like being competitive, especially if you mess around and do good the first couple ones you go to. Right, right, right. Yeah, I've heard it's addictive like anything else, you know. It is. Win a couple, take off on it, yeah. It can be really fun. Right. Are you a resident of Kentucky? Do you need some electrical work? Well, if so, we might have your solution. And who would that be, Daniel? Reardon's Electrical Service, licensed and insured in the state of Kentucky. He's a coon hunter. If you're in Kentucky or know anybody looking for any electrical work done in or around the area, give our boy Chris Chris Reardon a holler. You can find him on Facebook, Name Chris Reardon, spell it R-E-A-R-D-E-N-S, electrical service. Hit him up, and uh, he'd be glad to hit you. Well, dude... Let's talk about these crazy stories you emailed me about. I don't. It's been so long, or a couple of weeks. I I vaguely remember them, but you had one that said it was too long to tell me about or to to text about, and I've kind of been like, oh boy, I don't know what's going yeah. on in this one, but I well, want to find see, that out. One, that one is is just harder, and it probably it the other one's a lot better story to tell, you know. But this other one, it's just harder to explain, I guess, is the way, you know. I didn't see no lights, didn't see no Bigfoot, nothing like that. It was just, I don't know, it's, I guess, harder to explain. And, and you you know, it was more, more, I, I guess, more fearful than anything else. Like, the other one, I really wasn't that scared. But this one, I was terrified. You know, like, something, I don't know what it was, but it, it was, uh yeah, it was not a good experience. It was, it was scary. For sure. Tell us about it. So, you want me to tell you that one first or the, or the other one first? You want the scary one first? Give us the scary one. It doesn't matter. Give us the scary so, one first. So, this one, um, I'd been out. Uh, we, I, I was a pipeline welder, so I'd been out working on the road and uh, traveling, all that kind of stuff. And come home, I hadn't hunted in a while. I'd come home and had a little had a little walker puff i took them out and um we had went and i didn't think about it until the other day when you you had texted me one time after i'd emailed you and i was kind of thinking you know about that deal both of these stories happen on the same it's like a set of railroad tracks but you know it's like i say railroad tracks we call them railroad tracks but they they tore the 
actual tracks up. So there used to be, you know, same railroad bed, I guess you call it. It's just a mound uh, there now. Yeah, just a mound. Same, same old tracks, but they're about 40, 50 miles apart, you know. But anyway, all kind of, all kind of lore and stories about these set of tracks. These railroad tracks run down my grandparents' property and uh, they, they, had right over 100 acres, all, all that. Anyway, so we always hunt down around these around these tracks. And uh, I'd gone out one night by myself, which I always hunt by myself, and never been scared. Like, like I don't believe in no Bigfoot. I don't think there is a Bigfoot. I don't believe in, you know, I don't believe in ghosts. Like, I don't think you die and you come back as a spirit to haunt. You know, I just don't believe, I don't believe in that stuff. So, uh, I love being in the woods. I mean, I've, I've grown up in the woods. I've grown up in the woods at night. Like, I don't, you know, scare. I, I just never been scared about it. To me, being in the woods at nighttime is the safest place I could be. You know, I just enjoy it. And, uh, but anyway, we thought we went out <clears throat> and I had this dog, the same dog with me that was at the, at the, both of these, these deals, which I've never had any, I've never, other than these two, two times, I've never had any other spooky stuff happened to me anywhere ever like i've just never seen anything else so and they were less than a year apart both of them anyway we go out hunting and um get out and we just got there probably you know i didn't and back then i would walk everywhere i didn't have no four-wheeler or nothing like that i just cut the dog loose and take off kind of walking didn't have no tracker i just listened to the dog kind of hunt that way you know and so uh we're i'm going down beside these railroad tracks and there's a big like a big, we call them like a pin oak flat, you know, big, uh, big old pin oak trees and uh, just this real, real pretty bottom with these big, huge oak trees. Well, I got walking through there and just kind of started feeling, I don't know if you, I guess you say like somebody's watching me. I just got real uncomfortable, you know, and just kind of, I could feel like my heart rate going up and, and just very, 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 very uneasy. Like, like something, you know, I don't know what, something's off. Well, about that time, my dog, that dog come running back to me, and um, it was real calm, real still night. I mean, no clouds, no, I mean, it was, you could see every star in the sky, real, real, real clear night. And um, anyway, that, that dog come running back, and this dog would hunt other than that one time, I guess two times. I've never had that dog not hunt. Like, you would have to go get the dog. Like I said, I didn't run a tracker. You'd have to get this dog off a tree. Like, it ain't coming back. You know, you ain't calling it back. That, when you cut that dog loose, that's it. Like, it, it, you're going to have to get it off a tree. And uh, anyway, this dog come flying back to me and uh, had it had its tail tucked and kind of run around behind me. And right, it run, it run up to me, and I bent down to kind of, you know, catch it or pet it, you know, try to see what's going on. Well, it wouldn't let me touch it and run around behind my back. And so I'm circling around trying to catch this dog. And all, and I don't know, again, I was already feeling uneasy and like, like you know, I don't know if you say just, just you, like hair standing up on the end, you know, just something, something's not right. I had this weird, weird feeling. And it was, it was clear, you know, a lot of ambient light. You could see good. And all of a sudden it was like everything went pitch black, like almost like a storm rolled in. Yeah, you know, but it wasn't like I saw clouds come up. <clears throat> it just got super, super, super dark. And that's what I was saying is it? it's not that great of a story, and it's hard to explain in that, like, I didn't see nothing pop out and, and don't even really know how to explain it. But 
everything got dark and there's this big oak tree in front of me and uh dogs hiding behind me everything goes dark and it's like i heard a like a roar like the like the loudest roar you could imagine and that's all i could say is a roar that's the best way i can describe it it, it sounded like wind going through an amplifier or something you know like the, the like this insanely loud rushing like a rushing roar type deal <clears throat> but i couldn't pinpoint where it was coming from it was like it was coming from everywhere it, 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 i mean it's just it's the craziest sound i've ever heard i mean terrifying and um i felt like and again i didn't see nothing it wasn't like there's a boogeyman sitting up in the tree but i felt like whatever it was was coming down from about where that big tree was you know and so um I didn't say this the same time. So right, right when that before that roar started, I had I used to hunt with the old them old Stanley spotlight. You know, like a handheld you get from Walmart, yeah. little black and yellow spotlight. Uh, that thing started. That thing just shut off. You know, wouldn't come on. I'm sitting there pulling trigger and I'm I'm hitting it and beating it, which it was junky anyway. You know, so that may have just been a coincidence. I mean, that thing would cut out half the time. It wouldn't work anyway. So I'm tapping on it this whole time, tapping on, tapping on. Well, I couldn't get my light to work. <clears throat> and this roar starts going and i mean i'm i'm terrified so i start to i'm wanting to run because i feel like it's coming from in front of me you know from this tree but i i turn around and i, mean, I can't see anything and you know you've been in the woods you can turn the lights off and your eyes adjust you can see pretty well you know i could find my way out of the woods without a light just fine but couldn't see couldn't see where to go was like i mean pitch black and so i was so scared at this time i mean scared or more scared than i've ever been of anything in my life like beyond what i could describe to you terrified and so i sat down that dog was still right up underneath my feet and uh man i i, I sat down like got down on my knees and just covered my head and started praying like lord please 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 let whatever this is go away and I sat there good, I don't know, I don't know, a minute or two, maybe. And th this roar sounding still going on, you know, just like, oh, I'm in this intense roaring. And, uh, man, so scared, felt like I was going to vomit. And finally, just like it started, it just quit. And the sound stopped. I picked my head up and I could see. And I'm like, man, this, we're, we're going to the house, you know, so I don't know. I don't know if you say it's a demon. I've I've heard right in that area where I was at, there's a trestle down there, what we would call the trestle, you know, like the bridge, the railroad yeah. bridge goes across the creek. Yep. Yeah. And they, they say that when they were making that railroad, um, that that there was like a, a a tribe of Indians that they were trying to get off of the land and something about the, you know, they would they killed all these Indians and then the last few Indians there there's all these, you know, lore, all these stories about land and and uh that same land that we were on my granddaddy's farm was a strawberry plantation and so um there's few that they had slaves on it and all that there were slave houses still on the property and all that kind of stuff so um i don't man i don't know i couldn't tell you what it was you know if it was a spirit or a demon or i mean i have no idea but i've never been i've never been so scared of anything in my life ever sounds like a bigfoot's to me I'll be honest with you, dude. I I don't think Bigfoot is purely flesh and blood. I do think it has some flesh and blood aspects to it. But I think it has something else in its DNA. It's because dead. as I'm sitting here listening to it, I'm like, 
I've heard so many Bigfoot stories that sound almost like that. The same. Sounds like what happened to you. Admits doing the, your rando knotting. My rando knotting. He said it sounded like wind blowing through a speaker. Something. That was blowing. that was loud. But um, <laughs> I don't know that. And Bigfoot don't it, like it's dogs. It's hard to say. It, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of things. Bigfoot don't really like dogs. I'm not gonna say that's right. what it is. I think there's uh, – it's so hard. It's so hard to say, even if going looking at, like, Native American stuff, what they thought. Some of them thought they were people. Some of them called them forest people. Some of them called them not, like – Not people. Yeah, not people. (laughs) The nots. It was uh, (laughs) – but – it's hard to say. All I know is there's a lot of paranormal, like like some of that stuff that's just like it shouldn't really be that goes into a lot of the Bigfoot or cryptid stuff. Either way, um, I think there are some of the – I don't like – it's hard to say, dude, because every day – it depends on what day, what I listen to, my mind be like – Depends on what Daniel you get that day. It's, it's, it's hard, for, but, but there's a bunch of us like that. <laughs> it just depends on which, what, what is like. I think there's like almost to the point where there's multiple, there's a couple different types of uh, gigantopithecus, sasquatches, <laughs> stuff like that. I think there's yeah. some that border on the line of demonic. I think so too. That's what that's what I thought. You know, just thinking back on it. I mean that that's the only way I could rationalize rationalize it. You know what I mean? Like demonic is is yeah, some type of demonic spirit. Because to devil. have that, and and again, I'm not that great at you know telling stories or explaining stuff. But the feeling that came over me, I've never, and I've been, you know, we've been in car wrecks, we've been in tornadoes, we had some scary. We've been robbed one time, you know. I've had some was scary situations. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, South is in in. North Little Rock, but it's just as bad. Oh, close enough. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, there was just a fear. I mean, something like I've never felt before, you know, and it it's hard to explain. There was something, you know, something for something to be able to have that much influence over you without even touching you, you know, or, show, or like it wasn't no ghost-looking apparition, nothing like that. It, I, yeah, I don't I think it's demonic, you know. And like you say, I've heard people talk about that Bigfoot stuff. Like they call them, um, what do they call them? Skinwalkers that can yeah. shape shift or whatever, something something like that. I, I don't know, man. I don't, I, have, I don't know. You know, <clears throat> I know, I know. I don't want to see it again. <laughs> I know that. It was terrifying. Yeah. I know, Jay, just now in the United States, people are actually starting to have conversations where it can be like a it can be brought up in a conversation a skinwalker or a shapeshifter right but i've listened to so many missionaries from outside of the united states into mexico south america where the uh, witchcraft is very prominent in their cultures and to them, 
it's nothing. I got a Mexican that lives across the road from me that swears up and down that they saw a man shape shift into a turkey in Mexico. Yeah. Really? It is a yeah. shot right yeah. here this time with you. It's turkey season, <laughs> yeah. buddy. Yeah. Come here, Turkey. He said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't make it long around here. And so, I mean, like, outside of the United States, there are, like, it's kind of like, it's I don't say common talked about, but it more, is accepted. More accepted, more accepted, yeah. Yeah. It's not and, got the taboo of, like, you know, you're a crazy person if you talk about it or something. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but. I don't know. I think there's a lot of that, some of that Native American stuff. But most of the time, if you really look at these people that can shape shift or skin walk, most of the time, um, they, uh, like with Native Americans, I think one of them is they have to kill. They are, it's pretty much demonic. They have pretty much given their whole self over. They've, they had, right. Some of them had to kill a family member. Um, yeah, to get yeah. this different stuff, but it's pretty much some type of blood blood sacrifice type. Deal. Yeah, and it's yeah. like they will go on extended fasts and do nothing but pray to these deities and just invite. And it it is weird. It's deep. I don't even know. I don't. I. It's weird that I even know that much of it. Are but, you a skinwalker, bro? <laughs> No, Are I'm you just, trying to sacrifice? I've to I'd be one hell of a sacrifice. I'm just You're not a family member. But anyway, I, I don't really know. I do know that that experience down there in the woods with you was, uh, it was definitely something was down there. I don't know what it was, what not. And it almost kind of sounds a lot like when I went rando nothing, but I went going looking for what I ended up finding. I know that. But just huh. that that ability to uh, emit fear and terror it's like uh, it's 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 kind of like a uh making meat washers it, it's a vibration it's almost like a, a like lower meat washers it, it's a lower <laughs> vibration that they can it, that can it be emitted that the right. ears can't really hear in that spectrum of of the the noise but it's at a, a lower point to where your body feels the effect of it. Right, right. At a certain frequency where it'll, yeah, it'll mess with. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's crazy, man, for sure. Sure, for sure. Well, let's talk about the, uh, the other one you said you had. <laughs> yeah, so the other one, that one, that one there, I was by myself. So, and I, I, I don't think, other than telling y'all, I told I went home and told my wife, and I may have told my brother, but anybody else. And again, I don't tell because it, it's not a good story and it's hard to explain. But this one, I had so there's me and my wife, and not saying we're any more credible than anybody else. But a lot of times I listen to these stories and I hear people I'm like, well, that sucker was on dope, or that sucker's crazy, or that sucker, you know, whatever. But so uh, 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 what he's uh, trying to say is he would not have done dope. And been around his yeah, life. I wasn't high. <laughs> so. I wasn't high. I wasn't drinking. It was a preacher and a preacher's wife. And my, my best friend's a cop. And he had two cop buddies with him. So three cops, a preacher and a preacher's wife. We went. there. There's this deal over in Crossit, Arkansas. They, they call them the Crossit Light. 
And um, I grew up here in store and, and a lot of places around, I guess, around the world, but for sure around the southern, the southern U.S. got some type of st similar story. Like there's a light, you know, some kind of floating light. It's, it seems like it's always around train tracks. Well, these, these crossit lights are over on the same train tracks that this other deal happened. But it, again, it's like 40-something miles away. But it's the same set of tracks that, that you know, just railroad bit. Well, my buddy had been wanting to go. There's right around Halloween, and um, he kept trying to talk me into going over there. And I told him, I was like, "Man, I ain't going. We ain't going. Look at no like that's little kid stuff. You know, I ain't doing that." Well, finally he called me. He tricked me into going. He was like, "Man, I got this place over here by the over here in the river bottoms. You know, they said it's eat up with coon, and they got pictures of them on their feeders. They want us to go out and kill some coon." I'm like, "All right, bet. You know, we'll go. We'll go make a drop on some feeders. We'll go do that." And uh, Anyways, I brought my wife. We went over there. Well, that's where, and he did have permission to hunt. They had a duck lease off the river, or a duck lease, a duck and deer lease off off that off the river that butted up against the railroad tracks. And um, but we we had that same little walker dog. So we all we all get out. There's there's five of us. Me and my wife, my my buddy, and then these two other other guys, other cops he brought with him. And uh, we go down, everything's fine, you know, we ain't seen nothing. We turn the dog loose and and man she she cut out and um took awful. We probably walked down these this railroad bed, we probably walked about a good half a mile, maybe three quarters of a mile. Well the the dog come back to me and again that may not sound weird, but for this dog, this dog it, she wouldn't let you catch her. You know, like if she saw you and she hadn't treed she would run from him because she knew you were going to take her, put her up. You know, she, you had to get this dog off the tree. She just didn't come back. And so, um, she come, she come back down this, back down these railroad tracks. And, uh, I tried to catch her again. She kind of got her tail tucked and acting weird. And I'm kind of thinking, well, maybe I hadn't hunted her around more than really just me and, and sometimes me and my wife. So maybe these people, she don't know. She's kind of acting funny. I don't know. You know, just acting weird. Well, she took off. She she got past me and kept going back. Well, she went all the way back to the truck, you know. And uh, I'm sitting there watching her on the on the on the GPS, and she she just hung up. She went straight back to the truck, and like she laid down underneath it. I'm like, well, you know, I guess we ain't hunting no more. Like that, that sucker ain't gonna hunt. And so we're all kind of cutting up, talking, you know, just walking around, whatever, making our way back towards the truck. And my buddy, I can't see that good far away. I didn't have glasses, nothing like that. I just can't see far. And he's uh, he's like, you see that? You see that? And as soon as he did, my wife was scared the whole time. You know, she was scared before we even got there. Because we, you know, talking about this light and it's some kind of, the story is like it's some um, railroad, like a like a railroad railroad worker that got his head cut off and he's looking for his head and it's his lantern, you know, all this kind of crap, whatever. And uh, so she's like, shut up, shut up. Well, I look, and there was, and I, I, I'm i going to tell you now, this sounds stupid. Like, if I heard somebody else describe what I saw, I would be like, that, that, old, boy is, that old boy is an idiot. Like, that just that, it sounds almost comical. So I look, and the first thing I see is like a tiny, just like a, a blinking red dot, just a little red dot flashing. And, and it wasn't, it wasn't like, 
consistent. You know, it wasn't like blink, 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 blink. It was kind of sporadic, I guess you'd say. You know, it was like blink, 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 blink. It was just weird, you know, sporadically blinking. Well, I, I'm looking at the light, and um, you can see it like it's getting closer and closer and closer. And and it got, you could see like a silhouette. Like you, you see like a silhouette coming. And it's getting closer and closer, and it's it's really like the top half. Like you can see like the shoulder outline and then the head of this person, this man, I would say. And this blinking red dot was in the center of this, this, this whatever, this entity, this, this person's dude, was that this blinking red dot is in his forehead, like right in the center of his forehead. Well, it kind of hung out, and at first I'm terrified, like all, all of us. He said, oh, Chris, my buddy, was like, you see that? And my wife's like, shut up. And that's the last thing anybody said. She's like, don't say that. You're going to scare me. You know, well, then she saw it. And we're just standing there, staring. Well, this thing gets closer and closer. And it seems like it's, it's almost like it's running at us. Like, you, I, well, I'm sitting there staring at it. And I can see it, you know, I don't know, say 75 yards away. You know, maybe 100 yards. It's pretty good, about 100 yards away. Well, it's like it'll rush. You know, it'll rush like. I don't know, 25 yards, but then it'll stop for a little bit. And you kind of sit there and look at it. Well, then it's like it, it, it was like it was floating towards us and then it'd back up some. And it, it was almost like it was trying to scare us away. You know, like it would rush towards us and we just sit there and look and it was like it would kind of fade back. Then it would rush towards it, like almost like it was expecting us to run away, like to run off, you know. And so, man, I'm terrified and, and like – just the, like the sheer panic. Like I'm wanting to turn around and run the other way, but there's only one way in and one, like everywhere around us is briars. I mean, unless you go way, way back, I, I, I've i got to go through this thing to get back to the truck, you know? Like we're on this trail and it's the only trail going back to the truck and it's between me and the truck. And so I'm I'm thinking like, what, a, you know, panicking, panicking. And it's it's a weird deal but I kind of caught myself, you know, like I, I've done like, you just feel your blood run cold and my head's tingling. I got so scared, like I'm feeling dizzy, you know, and for some reason it, it made me, I don't know if it's like I was being cocky because my wife was there, but it ticked me off. I'm like, this thing ain't going to scare me. Like, I mean, it may be, it may be mad that I got scared, I guess. And so I, I'm thinking to myself, like, man, this there can't hurt you. You know, I'm, I'm saved. I'm not, you know, like doing wrong. I'm not some devil worshiper like this thing can't touch me. It can't do nothing to me. And so I told my buddy, I'm like, let's, I was like, let's, let's get, see how close we can get to it. And they're all like, no, no, just stop, stop, you know, whatever. And so while I talked to him, we just started walking towards it. And it seemed like it got mad. Like you could see its face. Like you could see like it, it, almost like expressions on its face, you know, and uh, man, it would, it would rush towards us and like open its mouth and, and, and kind of fade back and rush towards us. Well, after the initial fear, you know, after like first seeing it and like the initial panic, I just got like real, I wasn't really scared at all anymore. Like, you know, that other thing I saw in the woods where it was like pure, like terror the whole time. I mean, there wasn't no picking your head up or I, I was just wanted to not be there. But this one wasn't really that way as far as like the fear but I felt that kind of went away, and I'm like, well, what is it, you know? And I'm trying to rationalize, like, how, how is this possible? Like, how could somebody make this? I'm like, there's no way 
out in the middle of the woods, out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I mean, middle of nowhere, South Arkansas, that somebody could project this or somebody could fake it. Like, there's, it's just not possible. You know, there's no way. And so we started cutting up, like, making fun of it and taunting it and talking, you know, talking crap to it and trying to, you know, kind of instigate it. But it was really just the same thing. Like, it, it would rush towards us and then kind of fade off and rush towards it. So we started making our way towards it. And uh, it finally backed up and backed up and backed up and, and got to where we couldn't see it anymore, and we walked onto the truck. But uh, I that's the I'd only other that that's only Huh? I believe I'd let it have that spot. Yeah, yeah, I ain't going back. And I sure wouldn't go back by myself. But that thing, you can look, and I don't know, after that we went, and this was right around the time, I guess YouTube was out, but it wasn't as big, you know, it wasn't real popular. But, um, or I say it wasn't, it wasn't as big as it is now, but I went up and started researching it and they took, um, and again, I've got five people or I guess four people, people other than myself that can, that can vouch for that story. All of us seen it. It wasn't like I was hallucinating. You know, we all saw the same thing at the same time, but there was a, there, you could find it on YouTube or Google it. There was a college professor that took a group of kids out there and I think they videoed some of it. And so that that cross it light is pretty well documented, you know, of, of being, and I don't know if it's always the same thing. Sometimes they say it's like a floating, like a bouncing light or an orb, you know, they'll see orbs, but we saw a blinking red light in the forehead of like a ghost silhouette, like a milky transparent, like a foggy looking silhouette. Ooh. So that one, that one was the more, I guess, yeah. I guess crazy one. And your Dude, wife that's probably wild. don't go coon hunting no more. What, what's crazy is that one really didn't scare me, you know? And and I hadn't thought about those until I started listening to y'all. That I was young, I was in my early 20s when both of those happened. And um, I don't know. I've never had anything else. I've never seen anything else. I've never heard anything else in the woods that I couldn't, you know, write off as a possum or, or armadillo or deer or something. Uh I tell you what, though, another, I guess, funny story, there's a lot of, around here, and again, we're in southwest Tennessee, there's a lot of of Bigfoot lore around here. Like, you'll see people have got Bigfoot crossing signs, and there's all these stories around Bigfoot. Well, I had been listening to y'all, and I, I like, we we listen to that, uh, that Mr. Ballin podcast a lot, where it's like scary stories. Well, my kids love that stuff. You know, they're like, play a scary story. You know, we were going coon hunting one night, and that's how we found y'all. As a matter of fact, I was I was searching uh, whatever scary stories on Spotify and uh, found y'all's podcast. And we had listened to one, and I, I took – we sat there in the truck listening to it. Well, they didn't got – it was my daughter and, and my, my youngest son with me. They done both sat in the truck and fell asleep. And where we hunt, it's only a few minutes from my house. You know, so I'm like, well, I'm just going to drop him off. And, you know, I, I had this new puppy, this this walker dog I needed to hunt. So I took them on home and went on back out and hunted. And I'm talking about terrified. I didn't get scared. It was one of the earlier ones. <laughs> but this whole pain was talking and everything, like I had, man, it was a mess. I had these boots on that, that they would get water in the sole. And so they would hiss when I walked. And I heard that. I'm jumping, thinking something's trying to get me. And, what is you know, every time the wind blows, I'm thinking somebody's going to jump out. 
get me or something. Boy, I was, I was terrified. I ended up leaving a coon in the tree that my dog got down there in the tree and uh, right on the edge of this swamp, on the edge of this, you know, flooded timber. And big old, I don't know if y'all have them over there, but around here we got huge cypress trees, you know. And it, it's like this, I don't know, 100 foot. It's a big cypress tree. And all I had with me was a, I got one of those little Ruger, a single six, like a, like a 22 revolver with open sight. Yeah. And so this coon's up in the tip top of that tree. And I done shot about a box and a half. Of, I mean, I'm just, pew, you know, popping, 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 keep missing it. And uh, I heard something. I've got my back to this flooded timber. And when I say flooded timber, I mean flooded timber. You know, like it's, it's, it's knee high all the way through there. It's not, there ain't going to be nothing in there. Like they're, you know, all the animals done got flooded out of there. Yeah. And so I've got my back to this, this, this flooded timber behind me. And I heard something sound like somebody stomped in the water. So I stopped, you know, I've got my dog tied back while well, I look at him and he was watching me and kind of bark. He doesn't got tired of barking because I've been shooting for like an hour and a half at this coon. But, uh, he cocked his ears up and looked out there. And so I'm like, I know I just heard that. And I know he heard it, you know? And so then I hear it again, like a, like another step, almost like somebody walking in boots. And I'm like, who, like, what is going on? Who's going to be out here at one in the morning and be walking up through a swamp on somebody done shot, you know, I done shot 150 times about. So, I mean, that, that scared me. So it, I heard it again, like I heard it again and heard it again. Heard, and something is walking towards me in the water. And uh, why well, I grabbed that dog and I'm talking about moonwalk moonwalk up out of that swamp and so they they can have that coon and they can have i'm going which i imagine i imagine it was a deer stomping at me or an armadillo we got a lot of armadillos around here or yeah he thought you ran out of bullets and he's about to make his move on you yeah that may have been what it was he gotta be getting close to running out yeah but i i done got spooked we had i'll tell you one more i know i'm talking a lot and then use the body time all that kind of we had one, and it's more of a funny story. At the time, it was scary, but it turned out to be pretty funny. We went, I had, the, the first good coon dog I had was that, um, was that X-Brit. It was, it was black and tan and walker dog. And uh, I had her, and again, when, when I first, I didn't get a tracker on a dog until really just recently, you know, about a little over a year ago. We were just hunting without him. And uh, we all always live way out in the country, and so it wasn't like, you know, I mean, it was fine. I'd just hunt without him. Well, that, that same boy, that the, the cop, my best friend, we, we hunt together a lot. We had gone out to uh, to this WMA, and I would turn out on this. I mean, in its way, it's like a, uh, we already live out in the country, right? We already live, like, in the boondock. And then it's, a, it's about a 45-minute drive out gravel roads and then the park you know it's way out this this area i hunt is way way out there i'm, I'm talking about way out yonder middle of nowhere and so uh anyway we went down there and turned this dog loose well it it started raining in the same way out we just walk and listen you know uh go get the dog when she trees type deal well it started it started raining and um Never heard the dog. I don't know, you know, if they were dinned up or, or what. I just didn't hear the dog. And so, uh, and we, we kept walking and walking and walking. And this WMA is huge. Like, I don't know, like a hundred and something thousand acre WMA. So there, and you could just walk for miles, you know, miles and miles and miles. Well, we finally, 
sun got tired. It's like it's like three in the morning. We started hunting at like ten, nine or ten, you know. And I told him, I'm I have no idea. I've done got off the trail and, and nothing looks familiar. I'm lost. I'm you know my the battery on my little Stanley flashlight running dead. I'm like, man, we're gonna have to stop. I was like, if we're lost, we keep walking. You know, we could be walking. I was like, we we just need to stop and we'll get out. We'll find the dog and we'll get out of here in the morning. You know, it's like, all right. Well, it, it had been raining a little bit, so everything's soaking wet and it's cold. Like it's in it's in late January, and so we've done been walking so much. We start, you know, yeah, you get you get sweaty and then you stop. I mean, it, it's cold, and I'm thinking, man, we're we're wet with sweat and rain. Like we're gonna get hypothermia that you know we we got to build a fire. So um, we dug down and, and it didn't rain. It didn't pour hard enough to really saturate everything, but it made it hard to start a fire. You know what I mean? So we finally got this little fire built, and it's more of like I mean it will, it will just roll in smoke. Like I mean it, it smoked out the woods like <laughs> insanely smoke. So me and him are, are 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 cuddled up. I mean it's cold, right? It's cold cold enough to be gay like we done cuddled up with each other we done we done cuddled up pretty well laying where y'all from laying in this fire don't pay him don't pay him no attention <laughs> i just don't want to be there in the winter months <laughs> yeah how you shoes but running. no it's 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 cold, man. It's cold, and like we're my, we're aching, thinking I'm gonna get you know hypothermia, frostbite, all this kind of stuff. So we're all we're all snuggled up and and pretty well laying on top of this fire. And again, in my mind, I'm thinking we're deep. There's only one road into this place, and it's a little bitty gravel road. But I'm I'm I mean I'm I know this place like the back of my hand times two. Like I'm I'm beyond familiar with it. I've grown up down here. I know this place. And so I knew about where I was, but I thought I was way, I thought, I mean, I thought I was way, way, way out in the back of this place, which is miles from any type of where I need to be, right? No roads, no trails. It's just, just, just hardwood, miles and miles of hardwood. And so we're laying there. And uh, again, we've got this little bed of coals, really just smoking leaves is what it is. Well, I start seeing, and I, I didn't realize it before this. But I see the smoke lighting up. And so that this wood where it's a flat bottom. And I know down up there it's all mountains here. It's just, I mean, it's flat. It's full of trees, but it's flat. Well, I see smoke shining like way down, like way, way, way down. And it's like a light coming through the smoke. So I shake him. He doesn't feel asleep. I shake him. I was like, hey, man, look. And he looks up, and there's just like this, this yellow light just floating down through. And you can see it, it's making all this smoke you know, it's shining through that smoke and making the smoke light up in the woods. And I mean, I, I'm like instant panic. Cause, and the way the light's moving, it's real smooth. Like it's like an orb floating through the through the woods. It's not like somebody walking carrying a flashlight, you know. And so he sat up and he's like, "Man, what is that? What is that?" And I'm like, I don't, "I'm like, shut up," you know. And so we scooted away from the fire because I, I told him I was like, "I think it's coming to that smoke." You know. And so we tried to like kind of scoot and hide behind a tree. And in my mind, again, in my mind, we're out miles out in, in the middle of the woods, right? No, nothing around us. Well, that light comes up and comes up until it's like uh, probably 20 foot from us. I mean, right there, and it's shining, it, you know, sitting there shining at us. And uh, we're both, like, peeking out from behind this tree, and this, this big old yellow light shining in our face. 
all of a sudden somebody was like, what y'all boys doing? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me and he was like, you know, just, just dumbfounded. And we're like, uh, nothing. And uh, man, it turned out, it turned out it was a game warden done come down there. And we got lost and turned around and it went to sleep like a hundred yards from the truck. We were sitting 20 feet from the road. And uh, anyway, it's illegal. You can't make a fire on a WMA, you know. And so he, he kind of called us out. We come walking out and told him what was going on. So it turned out to be funny type deal. But, I man, I was sure it was some alien coming to get us or something out in the middle of the woods. But uh actually turned out to be a good deal. He helped us get back to the truck, didn't write us a ticket, which was a blessing, you know. So it, it turned out all right, I guess. Yeah, thank God for Garmin. Them yeah. days is over being lost 20 yards or 100 yards from the truck. It has happened. Yeah, that compass that gets you off the end of them gravel roads where it's just the road ends and it's a turnaround. Yeah, yeah. And you missed you. that sun gun. <laughs> you, yeah. yeah. You'll, walk right, you'll walk right on by it. Won't even know right it. Right by it. But now. Yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't no fun. Hell, not even a Garmin, dude. Just like Onyx or something, some type of app like that. Hell, Google. Just a, just a smartphone. Yeah, so I, had, I think at that time I had one of those Razer – that old razor flip. I may even have one of them old Nokia's. It was a long time ago when we done that. Just a smartphone would get you out of a bind, you know, or a compass if I had any sense. But I ain't, I ain't too bright half the time. Oh man, I grew up on them compasses. That's I learned lost with them. I learned real, real quick how to set that some gun right. Right. Well, dude. Really, well, though, with that deal, I was so I was so comfortable with it. I just never thought, you know, I'd get lost. But you know, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes, I guess you just can. It happens. Yeah. Yep. I've yep, done yep. that in places I thought I wouldn't get lost. That I'd hunted and grew up and all that, and end up still getting myself turned around. Mm-hmm. But anyway, man, I appreciate you. Uh, sending us that email a while back and yeah, we're yeah, getting man. in touch with us and actually taking time to tell us about those stories. Yeah, we and, sure uh, do appreciate it. I got one for yeah. you, man. Yeah. Um, one, uh, all that stuff, you know, listening to this stuff and all this, people ask me, how can I hunt by myself and still listen to these stories and stuff like that? And I just have to keep reminding myself that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, right, love, and a sound right. mind. So I equate fear with a spirit. But I also, I also, in a lot of like uh, modern denominations, you're not going to hear much about elementals, elemental spirits, or anything like that. But I'll just give you a little food for thought as far as elementals go. When Jesus was in the boat and the disciples come woke him up, and they was asking, it was like, you know, um, I forgot what they called him at that point in time, if it was rabbi or they what. Said, they said, yeah, master, master, carry yeah. out not if we perish. Yeah. And so what, when he went out, and what did he rebuke? The, he rebuked them, didn't he? No, well, he went out. Well, and he, rebuked, he rebuked the wind. And then he, he did what to the waves? He spoke to the waves. So he addressed the wind, he addressed the waves. Both of those were elements that he was addressing. Right. And right. 
look what happened right after that. As soon as that, when that boat landed, that's when he meets the the man that's possessed with legion, and he cast those out, yeah. cast them into pigs, and all that. One thing right. left to another. So, I believe that was all one big spiritual event that went on. So that's just food for thought as far as like elementals. Right. But yeah, yeah, I, I try to remember that, you know, and, and, and know that, you know, we, he's not giving us a spirit of fear and all through the Bible, you know, it says fear not, you know, be not afraid. But when I'm out there by myself and start letting the, my mind get the better of me, that's hard to, that's hard to do sometimes. Oh yeah. Just, uh, Start singing. If Jesus a, if loves a, me. Yes, hey, if yeah. a, here's one thing I've come to the conclusion of. If a bullet can't bring it down, then pleading the blood and the name of Jesus will. The blood will do it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Well, fellas, it's hot sitting in this feed store. Um, well, man, I, I, I sure appreciate y'all. And, uh, man, I... I, I sure do enjoy listening to y'all, and, and uh, man, y'all y'all keep doing what you're doing. I sure appreciate it. Hey, we appreciate hey. you listening. Absolutely. Enjoy, y'all. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, I, I, it was good to talk to you. We'll talk to y'all later. All right. All right have a good, man. Be good. Hey, if you're looking for a really good light, what's the best light on the market, Ryan? It'd be a bright eyes. It's so bright. It's been rumored that people have seen shit from the 1800s with that's a rumor. And I hear that heat seeker will burn a dingleberry off a Sasquatch ass at 200 yards. It's pumping the daylight in. Now, for a really good light, go over to brighteyes.com. Check them out. Enter this promo code, houndstooth. It's one word, H-O-U-N-D-S-T-O-O-T-H. Enter that promo code, 5% off that light. I mean, they sell themselves. Yeah, absolutely. They go on that website, they'll be impressed. They buy one, they'll be even more impressed. Use that promo code Houndstooth. One word H O U N D S T O O T H. Put that in, get you a new heat seeker. We appreciate it. All right, man, we back. <laughs> so we had to step outside so as we didn't get too cold. <laughs> <laughs> so we just say, bring an extra jacket if you're hunting in the cold. Some hot hands or something. <laughs> <laughs> or just build a fire. Dude, can you imagine how they must have felt when they there snuggled up at this fire? Two men and this guy, game one, comes up and said, how do you say it? He's like, what are you fellas doing? <laughs> I was like, what is going through the game one's mind right now when he's seen that? I would, like, they scooted away from the fire. I'd probably done the same. I'd probably got 50, 60 yards away from the fire if I'd seen a light coming. I definitely got away from the fire. Or the smoke, anyway. Didn't sound like it was much of no fire. But at least no. they wouldn't, but 100 yards from the truck. Short walk out. Man, I hate to say this because it might make you mad, but wouldn't you hate to know that you did do some gay shit and you went with a hundred yards of the truck? <laughs> don't, don't say it. I know you got to take it off. I couldn't help it. 
<laughs> you ain't never seen the movie Let's Go to Prison or whatever. No. Where Kevin Hart's trying to get this dude ready to go to prison. He's trying to teach him how to fight. It's called, and he can't fight. It's oh, called it's, Get Hard. Oh, get yeah. Hard. Well, Will Ferrell. That's no. all I can think about. Like, damn. <laughs> you, you might do a little edit in there, but I couldn't help it. It's too funny not to say. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the spooky stuff. Because, one... I think he got hit with some ultra, some, uh, my mind's not even, I'm not even, can't even think of the word of it right now. The frequency, the frequency that they put out is, uh, DBs. Golly, there's a certain name for it. My mind ain't working right, but I don't know if my mind ever knew the name, but the pulse thing. Yeah, it's kind of like ultrasonic, but it's the, it's what they call it. Like lines put it off that. Crap. Anyway. One of them sounds. I'll think of it short. You feel it in your time. loins. Yeah. So, I think that's, you know, because that's something that he said. He sat down, started praying. It was roaring loud. Wind blowing. It was roaring so loud. It was just. <sighs> sounds, I've heard audio clips on, like, I don't know if it's Sasquatch Chronicles. Heck, I listen to so many, it's hard for me to remember where I hear something at, but. I've heard like different audio clips or something sound kind of like similar to what I think that might have sounded like, but I think the man had an encounter with some type of cryptid, probably uh, some type of Sasquatch. A squammy. Squammy. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that, and then um, that other one, that Cross It Lights, I did look that up, and there was, we sit there and talked about this while Dustin was listening to it earlier. He's talking about this blinking red light. Well, Part of the lore of that was a guy worked on the railroad in the early 1900s, and he saw this just blinking light, but it wasn't blinking consistency consistently. And Dustin kind of like, I think he had the best hypothesis on what that could have been, if that's part of the lure. What'd you say it was, Dustin? I mean, I, I said somebody that knows Morse code might need to look at it. Yeah, that's what he said, and I was like, well. God, that, that made sense. Somebody on the dog on night early like nineteen hundred on the railroad would Turn have to back. know Morse Stop. code. It's too late. Stop. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but then they had the whole apparition thing that they could see that was kind of toying with them and trying to make them afraid. Uh, and it could have been the Indian spirit. He says could have been some all kind of bad juju down there. But the whole cross at lights things, you know, it is. You can look that up. I did. It is something that can be looked up and researched and all of that. And they were hunting in that area. And several other people have seen it. Yeah. I never did go on. You said that some college kids or a professor or something took some students out there to do. And they had recorded something and put it on YouTube. Like when YouTube was like like earlier in the, the YouTube era. But. I had went on there to see if I could find it or look it up, but who knows? Uh, man, we even got we talked a little biblical talk, but that's kind of like my main thing is, you know, I don't fear it. I only advice I know to give. I that's what I'd be telling myself if I'm in the woods and having that. I'm be like, I had I'd be. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. I'd have to be 
I don't know. I should be praying about it, but I'd be <laughs> freaking out at the same time. Probably wouldn't come out quite like it. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know, man. I kind of feel like the older I get, the kind of harder I get toward things like that. I I, I kind of feel like it really have to be something, something to back me down. It'd have to be charging at me like like the one did in Alabama. That's what it'd have to be. Well, Bo, it just hit me. They got all kind of stuff to look for the Sam Squam. Has anybody ever thought about training a dog? A squammy dog. We've talked about We've this talked before. About it. I just don't yeah. think it. I just don't think it'd live long. Well, it's okay. They make new ones. Every day. <laughs> they born out. Some the hot time. dogs don't live long. And they I got uh, a whole damn yard full. <laughs> <laughs> but you Freddy can't. Got a kennel full? You can't train a dog to track something if it poofs out of thin air and just goes to another. I've dimension. seen some dogs running some shit that seen to poof out of thin air. <laughs> I've seen some trees and stuff like that too. I've, I've the ghost coon. I, I have had tracks like that. that just like somebody cut the switch off, just just disappeared out of nowhere. Where was it at? Oh, hell, I don't know. It's happened a bunch. It's happened to anybody that's coon hunting long enough. Certain area. Yeah, it's happened to anybody that's coon hunting long enough. Anyway, y'all got anything? That's it for me. I'm trying to think if there's anything else about this conversation to talk about, like laugh about don't get too cold <laughs> but man i i really want to take the time cold, well, Jake, pre- we appreciate him for reaching out to us and telling us that story reaching around to us. <laughs> <laughs> reaching out to us he's gonna kill us because he is a baptist preacher <laughs> but anyway hey if you got a story reach out to us uh let us know we'd love to hear it we got some to record but we still We are still looking for stories as they come. But until next time, y'all keep them dogs in the woods and happy hunting, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Coon Hunting Confidentials on the Houndstooth Podcasting Network. If you want to get in touch with me, my email address is htpodinfo at gmail.com. That is h-t-p-o-d-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you with all your coon hunting stories that include the creepy crazy and the unexplained. Until next time, keep them dogs in the woods and happy hunting, y'all.